Hello everyone, welcome, welcome to this week on Stadia. We're just finishing a very busy morning for her friend here, Chase. Man, it's waking up every single day earlier on the Saturday. <laughs> and Chase, how are you doing, my friend, before we move on? Uh, I'm going to need some caffeine pills. Uh, I'm going to need a, uh, a caffeine IV to the arm. I'm going <laughs> to need some more coffee and probably some more caffeine pills. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I hope everyone is doing good. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Um, this is this week on Stadia episode. I don't remember the number. Okay, let me check. We are on episode 16. And um, today we're going to be talking about the news of the week, uh, the news of the next week, uh, which is amazing. And... Um, but before we start, let's go over our usually news or our introductions here and messages. Um, this podcast is affiliated with StadioSource.com. StadioSource is our number one source for... Oh, shit. Okay. Yep, sound is low. Okay, now I crank it up to the max. Shouldn't be an issue. So, <laughs> let's start again. Um, this podcast is affiliated with StadiaSource.com. StadiaSource is your number one source for your Stadia content. And also, to the folks listening to this podcast, uh, it's there's a small change here on news. This, uh, this podcast is going to be available every um, Monday morning. Now, doesn't matter if you're listening to in UK, US, or Canada, or any other piece of the world, is going to be available early mornings on Mondays. So you can always listen to this, back to this on Monday. Well, um, geez, it has been a weird week, I would say, right? Um, in terms of, we, we haven't heard so much about Stadia itself, but um, there were some movements and always people mentioning Stadia. It... The, the week kind of just went in this weird, um, I don't know, it, it's, there was external news that had nothing to do with Stadia, which was GeForce Now, we'll get into that. Um, then we had more external news, which was uh, Phil Spencer basically putting a spotlight or shine on Stadia, uh, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally. And then we got Stadia news. <laughs> so, <laughs> It, it, it was one of those weeks where it just felt like um, Stadia got punched a little bit, I think, with the GeForce Now news, but I don't think it's as a big of a gut punch. And I will, again, we'll talk about that. The, the thing with Phil Spencer, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to really take it any other way than, and we'll, we'll get into that as well. Let me okay. not jump ahead, but, but yeah, it's, it, it just was an interesting week. <clears throat> So let's start um, with the GeForce Now news. Um, I know uh, most of the people know what GeForce Now is, but uh, to the folks listening to the podcast who never heard about GeForce Now, it's a service from GeForce that allows you to play games on the cloud. The server has been in beta for seven years, and it's finally rolled out as a, a product. Now that it rolled out as official product, it offers you the ability to play your library of games that you already have on Steam, on Epic, 
another game store I don't remember, but basically if you are a PC gamer, you can now be able to play your PC games that you already own without downloading them with a small um, uh, a small parenthesis here, <laughs> right, Jade? So can you f finish explaining to our listeners how um, this service now that rollout officially works? Yeah, it, it's so there's a free tier and there's a founders tier. So the free tier is 108060 um, and uh, it's limited to a, an hour session of gameplay. Um, and we'll, I'll talk about that at the end because there's a, there's a reason that that's important. Okay. The founders tier is 499 for 12 months. Um, there's a 90 day free trial. It's an introductory price that they're doing. Basically once they hit a wait, meaning that users have to wait to, um, to get into queues or they've, uh, they said something about capacity as well. I can't remember the exact wor the wording, but they'll actually turn this off where you can't you know buy into it any longer. Um, it's got um, RTX, so ray tracing, it's got 108060, and then they've got a six-hour session limit. So here, here's, I think, the, 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 the part just very quickly that is an issue here for, for GeForce Now. I don't think this business model, this business model um, makes, sorry about that, makes a whole lot of sense. Because one, when base rolls out for Stadia, from everything we know, there's not going to be a limit on... Um, your session site. Uh, Exactly. So why that is a decision that they went with, I, I, you know, it doesn't make any other sense other than they don't have enough server blades, you know, to, to make it um, work, make it viable, to, you know, where people can be on it for extended lengths. So th that's going to be an issue when it comes to base. I don't know that people are going to put up with that waiting, that waiting piece, but here's, here's the bigger piece to this yeah. as well. Let's just say that you, you make the argument that, the founders tier might be something you're interested in. I think it, this really applies to people that are Steam users already or they're PC gamers. So right. that's, I think, the demographic that this appeals to. But I also think folks that might be playing long game sessions like a Destiny 2 raid or a game that requires many hours, is they're not going to put up with, hey, at the six-hour mark, I made this joke on my <laughs> Saturday morning Stadia talk with uh, I had MM2K on Stadia dosage. The the the, the Thanos exactly the Thanos snap where they just disappear. Like I just don't think people are going to put up with that, man. And the the pricing model is not sustainable. So, They're not making any money other than the subscriptions because it's not a storefront. So let, let's know, even the, make a comparison here with one of the most popular games, which is Fortnite. And you are playing Fortnite, and let's say at the beginning you queue, you die fast, and then you you are in a longer uh, campaign or a, a longer session, and you are on the top three, and you are about okay, I'm gonna get a victory royale here, and then your session ends. Then how much frustration that will be? It's crazy that. Uh, Game sessions is still a thing that they're thinking, and people are praising it. But uh, I think people are praising because this is the new Google killer. <laughs> it's it's not though, and I think you know it, the media jumped out ahead of this with the dead, dying, demolished, obituaries, uh, grave. Uh, God, I could come up with so many other eloquent ways they've tried to say that this thing has been dead for months, and it's not. I mean, GeForce again. And I think this is really important. Let me set the table on something real quick, Eddie, before we, we, right. we progress. GeForce Now is a conduit. It is not a platform. It is a service that streams 
established Steam games. And really, if we talk about xCloud, xCloud's kind of almost the same thing. And, and someone's going to say, what do you mean, Chase? They are not developing games on the xCloud platform. They are taking existing games and putting it on there. Now, the argument someone will make is, well, that's what they're doing on Stadia right now. Yes, that is true. But forward thinking, okay, we know Stadia is a development platform. Right. We've said that this. So you're dealing with apples and oranges here. They are not in the same league when you think of it from that context. And again, GeForce is not going to be able to to make this work unless one, it's fifteen or twenty dollars a month because that's going to be their primary source of revenue, and two, um, that they get some type of if they don't want to go that route and they want to be cheaper, they have to get some type of revenue sharing. And there's no way that that happens. Steam is never going to cut them into those game purchases. It's not going to happen. And you know so what? Where, 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 where are they left then, Eddie? You know, it's we cannot even compare that because they are focused on PC gamers. So it's not a comparison. It's obvi obviously not a comparison that Stadia of has officially positioned themselves as a console when they put an ad saying Stadia doesn't require you a box, and they throw away a console. So Stadia, it's more towards the console, and we're going to talk about later with the statement of Phil Spencer, then GeForce Now. Okay, it's something I plugged in on my computer and I don't know what. Uh, yeah, I just you gotta sort those cables out, Eddie. Man! Too many cables here, <laughs> shit. Um, so, the Steam thing, uh, the GeForce Now, people comparing it to Stadia, it's not that, as uh, I think it was Victor that said once here, that GeForce now it's a middleman. It's just okay. You have your platform. You have your platform, which is your PC or your Android phone, and you want to play games that you already have. Okay, we're gonna make this connection to you, and we know already that in terms of um, usability, GeForce now comparing to Google Stadia, you have to log in. You have to log in in GeForce now. Okay, it's off now. After you're logging in GeForce Now, you have to log in into your game. Let's say you're playing a Ubi game. So you have to log in into your game. And if you're playing uh, Steam, you have to log in into Steam. So um, the usability factor, which is killing the convenience, it's not a, we cannot compare. And again, if you are a PC player, it's perfect. This product is for you. But if you don't own any Steam games, which I, I probably, myself, I have maybe two or three Steam games. I'm not a PC player. So <laughs> you, yourself, you have zero. Zero. See, and that's the thing, like, it, it, what, you just said it very well uh, about Stadia, Eddie, is that you go into their storefront, you buy the game, you click play, and that's that's literally it. That That's it. So with GeForce, you got to have a GeForce Now account. Then you got to have a Steam account. Then you got to buy the game through Steam. Then you got to go back to GeForce Now. Then you got to sideload the game through, you have uh, click through Steam. Install the game. Yeah. You have to if it's not already on the server, but you got to install the game. Then here's the here's the off chance that now I've seen recently is that some games aren't even supported with GeForce Now. So yep. now you got that that runs into it. So again, I think we really got to call this what it is. It is a supplemental option to folks that are, I think, already in that ecosystem right. or they are a PC player. And by all means, listen, I'm not dogging it. It has its place. If that's something that you're interested in, 
then by all means, absolutely consider it. I don't think we're here to tell you what to do or not to do. But what I am going to call out and what I am going to say is ridiculous is the media saying that this was somehow the death rattle for Stadia. Are you out of your freaking mind? And then we get to what we're going to talk about with Phil Spencer. I've never in my life. And this is this is I'm being dead serious about this. I have never seen so many publications do the SpongeBob walk backwards move with the feet <laughs> that I've ever seen. And I'm not going to name the one person's name, but there was a prominent, you know who I'm talking about, right. a prominent media outlet that is their editor that I was like, did you, what happened? Did you get amnesia? Like what, what, where, where are you? What I don't world know am why, I people, why so many people hate on Google Stadia. Exactly. Like what world am I living in that now all of a sudden you had a come to Jesus moment where you're like, oh, okay. Now all of a sudden I understand that, that maybe this wasn't so bad. It's 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 disingenuous. And again, this is this makes my point, and I'm gonna get off the soapbox. This is why you gotta be real careful about listening to people and them telling you what to buy, because a lot of times, nine times out of ten, they have a an agenda and it's not best for you. It's not in your best interest as a consumer. So please, I can't stress this enough. Do your own homework, do your own research. And that's not to be degrading or to, to be disingenuous to someone i'm just trying to uplift and say look you can go out there and see if something's best for you don't let other people tell you what's best for you do your own research find the facts because the media has just been on this roller coaster ride of and, and you know what um somebody said this to me yesterday it might have been it might have been mm2k that said this to me when we were talking privately that um it's been a slow news cycle So because of that, the media, they have to find something to write about to get their ad clicks and their ad revenue. So if that's what this has been all about, then that's fine. Then just say, look, we're skeptical for these reasons. But I mean, come on. Just some of this stuff is getting a little ridiculous at a certain point. And I, I, I'm kind of, to be honest, I'm starting to get to where my, my, um, my palate with this is starting to get where I'm getting a little fed up because it's, it's a little ridiculous at this point. Yeah, I just uh, was laughing at uh, Tommy. Hey, Tom's thanks for being here. Uh, he's uh, that's like a mess with our redemption moment. You <laughs> <laughs> threw MMA into this. Good yeah. shout, my friend. <laughs> so, um, that, plugging me into the last uh, piece of news. Um, so, if you just go in Google and you type Phil Spencer, you're gonna see it everywhere right now. Microsoft Xbox boss say Amazon and Google are the main competitors. Phil Spencer say Amazon and Google are the Xbox. So this is from The Verge. This is from Polygon. Um, you see on BBC, it, it is everywhere. So he did an interview with the website called uh, Protocol.com, which had a very interesting article in general talking about uh, the gaming industry perspective, getting um, getting statement from all the industry leads. And there was this statement from Phil Spencer saying, we have a huge respect from PlayStation, we have a huge respect from Nintendo, but at this moment, our biggest competitors are Google Stadia and Amazon. The I started already laughing, but the Xbox fanboys, like, they lost their <laughs> They completely lost... <laughs> With this, 
<laughs> yeah, please. I, I, I don't even want to make this about it being a fanboy conversation. Like, first we had the NVIDIA drop, and that set the internet on fire. I mean, it was literally like a wildfire went off as soon right. as that. It's demolished. It's done. It's dead. And then this news came out, and all these people... Again, and it's not about being about us saying this from because I'm not even looking at this from a fanboy perspective. I'm just being factual on this. I'm just being 100. I'm just being real. These people lost their freaking minds that this guy, the guy that they consider to be the guy that wears his heart on his sleeve, that's genuine and that he's honest. And he is like, listen, you may not like Phil Spencer, right. but that's one thing about him. He's always straightforward about his beliefs. Whether it's a, at fault or not at fault. And it was just a few months ago that he said, well, cloud gaming's 10 years away. And then now all of a sudden, and I'll tell you why in a moment, I, right. I, I'll wait till you, you jump back in, but I'll tell you why in a moment why I think this is happening from them. But then he comes out and now says that Google and Amazon are their competition and these people lose their minds. Guys, folks, listen, here's the, the dealio, okay? And I'm just going to say it plain and simple. Consoles aren't going away. Right. They will always be here. They will always have a place. But cloud gaming is going to be a reality, whether you like it or not. It is just a fact. And it will likely be, as a lot of us have said, the primary place that a lot of people play their games. So either you're going to ride with the wave and you're going to accept what the reality of the situation is, or you're going to be backpedaling and doing the SpongeBob dance like we saw that media outlet do because they realize, oh, snap. <laughs> You know, the competition that is Microsoft realizes these other folks are actually competition. And we've been saying this for months. That's what drives me up a wall on this stuff. You say it's dead and dying, but now all of a sudden it's it's competition. You 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 realize and accept the fact that it's competition. How is it competition if it's dead and dying? How? How? I, I got to share later on Twitter. Um uh... There's an excellent I'm video. I'm sorry, I've got right this indignation in my voice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> brief, brief, air, water. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to share this later on Twitter. It's a kind of an old video from Bill Gates uh, during an appearance on The Late Show with uh, Dave Letterman at the time. And he was introducing the internet. And people were skeptical as, okay, so what can I do? Uh, you can listen to your music and they uh, haven't you heard about radio ah and you can do this okay uh, haven't you heard about uh, uh, um, the postal service so there's always some uh, even like years back then there's always some level of people who doesn't want to believe that the change is coming so um, going back to, to this point is was um these media outlets, once they they saw this coming, the the that cloud gaming is indeed the future. Just to compare a little bit more, so there's a niche for everything, as you said. There will still be consoles; they're not going anywhere. There will still be PC; it's not going anywhere. Just as if we compare the the entertainment industry, we have music, we have video, movies, and etc. And we have games. Music moved to digital, but still has an audience who still buys vinyl, who still buys CDs. The same thing with um, the movie industry. If you go to any supermarket or big um, department store, you still have Blu-rays there. There are people who buy Blu-rays. And so 
video games are not going gonna go anywhere but you gotta still think there's it probably will not be the number one choice to consume video games it just comes down to convenience and cost and we've exactly. talked about this before and i won't i won't beat a dead horse in that but i'm going to tell you why i think this happened eddie and i think it's two reasons right. why phil spencer came out and said this one i think they know internally that their infrastructure is not where it needs to be compared to Amazon and to Google. Right. I think they know. I think they know. And listen, let me let me just let me pull that curtain back. And you know, I talk from things from a business lens, ladies and gentlemen. They have people at these companies that are the insiders. They have people at these companies that are the forward thinkers, and that look at trends and they look at where everything's moving in the market. They know. They have the ability to tell, maybe not down to an exact science of exactly what Google is doing verbatim, but they know what is coming down the pike with pretty a good amount of certainty. Okay, same thing with Amazon. So I think that has a lot to do with it as far as their infrastructure. But I think the other elephant in the room, and we've talked about this before, is the Xbox Series X. And I'm, I'm going to make this prediction again. I made it before on the podcast. It's going to underperform in quarter one. It is not going to hit their projections. And I think they already know it now. I think they know when they're looking at the trends that that's not going to happen. And I, I said this on the Saturday Morning Stadia talk. Um, nothing but positive vibes. I want to send it overseas to those being affected by the coronavirus. Um, first and foremost, before I make my point, but... That's going to impact this because that's going to impact suppliers. It's going to impact logistics. It's going to impact the ability for those consoles to be made and potentially be brought into the country. If that outbreak doesn't subside, if it continues and it gets larger, it's only going to you know further disrupt this space. So there's there's that that piece of it. But I I think they know projections wise they're not going to hit their numbers. And if Sony comes in. And I want to make a point about Sony too. If Sony comes in and they beat them by double and triple digits, you're going to see Microsoft not abandon the Series X, like not make it, right. but they're going to do a pivot. They will immediately start shifting forward thinking to, we got to get on this cloud thing. We have to, we have to get on this cloud thing. And Sony, Sony is 15 paces behind. But by the you way, know, Microsoft, uh, just uh, to make a bridge that with the coronavirus. So uh, Sony has already officially issued that, um, it may impact the PS5 productions because of coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. And again, uh, you know, yeah. my thoughts are with those in impacted. This is a serious situation, um, and you know, it's something that's going to impact a lot of different, you know, spaces. It's not just gaming. I mean, there's a lot of things yeah. that get impacted when something like this happens. Um, but again, to get back onto it about, I'm the waiting for this like stuck in the China customs for weeks. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, the Sony, the Sony situation, they're 15 paces behind. So they're going to have to get their, they're going to have to get their stuff together. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to watch how all of this movement happens, um, and how things shift and how things go, um, you know, as it, as it relates to these, these players in the game. Um, and again, the elephant in the room, the lion in the Serengeti, where you can see his eyes in the brush is Amazon. And right. once they walk into this market, everything is potentially going to change. So it's going to be a very interesting year. And I just wanted to put that out there. This is why I think Phil Spencer said what he said. And, oh, God, I forgot about this. And, guys, here's something else we've been talking about. Every demo matters to Stadia. Okay? Let's not get it twisted. 
They have to market to every single one. But there's an untapped market that I know I've talked about since day one since I started doing content. You've talked about it as well, Eddie, is that hyper-casual mobile gaming market. Right. And Phil says it in his comments there on protocol. He says, why are we going to focus on physical you know, hardware and physical right. banter when Google and Amazon are trying to reach 7 billion, not million, let's get that number right, billion people. Yeah, that, you know, that it, speaks for itself, Eddie, right there. And people who say, no, you cannot call uh, people who play on their phone gamers. No, they are gamers. They spend time playing games. It's just a, a different niche. Just as there are people who play retro games, there are people who play on phones. It's uh, iPhone right now is the number one please, uh, piece of hardware that people use to play. So... Indeed, guys, it is a platform. You cannot, uh, we cannot, uh, we cannot deny that. So uh, before we move on, uh, I want to take a, a couple of comments here that I think uh, we can highlight. First one, um, Duncan saying to adding to the so, uh, the Xbox sales predictions is that there will not be any exclusive coming. So why would you buy a new platform? when you still have your old platform that will continue having games for another maybe one year after the launch of this new platform so you don't have any exclusive to play on that thing so it exactly. doesn't make sense to jump ahead uh, only if they do like a like on playstation you have okay this game running on playstation 4 and this game running on playstation 4 pro uh, you have, see some comparisons, so maybe there's some kind of that, okay, running the game on an Xbox and an Xbox Series X. And this goes to show why Duncan is the man. You know, those of you that don't follow Duncan on Twitter at one to escape and you don't follow his uh, content that he writes on StadiaSource.com, you got you to gotta follow this man because his, his insights are, he's, his instincts and his insights, he's spot on with this, that that has a lot to play with it as well of why they're probably going to underperform. Microsoft is trying to play both sides of the fence on this one. They're trying to say to folks, hey, buy a physical console, but hey, cloud gaming is competition and we have to address it. You can't, like, what, what is that? You can't have it both ways. You got to have a, a, a direct vision. And this isn't the first time that Microsoft's done this. They've done this before in the past. And again, I love Phil Spencer. I really do. Like, I'm not just saying that to just be, to try to inflate or you know try to 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 uh, walk away from the talking points, he is a genuine guy. Okay, and I respect the fact that he's honest with with that player base, and he wears his heart on his sleeve. But sometimes that can get you in trouble. And clearly, he 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 put <laughs> he he walked in it last year when he said the ten years thing. And clearly, by this comment, he now realizes I was wrong. Yeah, I was clearly he, wrong. He's basically assuming that he was wrong. Because right now he's okay from a ten year issue, it's ten years away to okay, I have to address this right now. He realized, okay, um I should have been paying better attention to this. Right. Uh the other good comment uh, I would like to us uh, to talk here quickly. Um I it's just um Victor was asking us, we're weeks away from the end of our three months free for pro any news um victor i guess regarding it uh base, base launch um i don't think uh we have any news other than 
I mean, Phil, Phil did say in the protocol article, and I, I read this the way that he, he wrote it as coming over the next few months. Or you or it was the way he wrote it was a duration of time, or the way he said it was a duration of time. It wasn't. I I can't remember how I said this and how I tried to explain it because it's you have to look at how people say things and context of words are very very important. It wasn't that um, in the next few months you'll be able. That's what I said. In the next few months you'll be able to try this. It was over. So why would you say over? Why would you make it a duration of time? Because that implies that during that duration, you're going to get to try this. So I don't know. I don't, again, to me, there's just a lot of unanswered questions about base. I hope they don't just silent drop it. But at this point, anything's possible. Um, they could just stay up. It's available. You can play on it now. I think it's the wrong strategy. I've said it from day one. Why I think it's a bad idea. I don't think that's the way they should go about it. But look, they're going to do what they're going to do at this point. There's really nothing that we can say on this. They've got clearly a a plan. They don't care what we have to say about their communication and their narrative control. They've, it's pretty clear what their you know their their uh, choice not to change that. So you know we just have to we have to look at what happens, see what happens, and see how the market reacts. Um, but yeah, there, there's not really been any concrete news to answer that question. Okay. Uh, guys, we will move on here to some other news and then, uh, we're gonna tackle back, uh, all of these questions here in chat. because I, I really love those. So, uh, the first thing is Mo Supercross motorcycle or monster Supercross three have reached stadia this Tuesday. A lot of people have been playing that game. Uh, any comments on that game, Chase? Uh, I I didn't pick it up, and I'm probably not gonna. Have to. It's not my genre, but I I recognize that people might be interested in it. The only thing um, that I think is, um, man, I I don't even know how to 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 say it the right way. I I'm wondering if putting that game on this platform at the full price. I just don't know if long term they're going to make the most dollars off of it. I'm sorry I paused there because I was trying to like put my thoughts together, but no I I don't know. I that's going to be an interesting game to watch. And it kind of, you know, Glory did a really good video talking about Did you see it where he talked yes, about should you just can, buy games? Yes. No, yeah, please. Should no, you just no, buy yeah, games for the platform? versus buying a game that you like and the answer to me is no, you shouldn't just buy a game to support a platform. It needs to be something that you enjoy. Um, uh, I want to share another quick article here from our friends from Stadia Source. Is that um, the Division Two and the Crew Two games from Ubisoft? They are coming to Stadia by the end of March. Sometimes, as um, there was uh, the business call on the end of fiscal year call from Ubisoft, where they released their plan for the next fiscal year. And on the plan, there was that the Crew 2 and the Division 2 would arrive in Stadia before the end of the first quarter, which means before the end of March. Right. Um, these two games are big titles from Ubisoft. The Division 2, I have played the Division 1, I didn't the Division 2, but um, this game, it's it has been released for a while, but still has a strong community of people playing the Division 2. I really hope, I know it's not coming, but uh, at some time we could have cross-play on this game. It would be awesome. Yeah, they're both, they're both great games. Um, I think the crew, if you've noticed, it's gotten a lot of buzz and a lot of talk 
people have been a little bit more interested in that game, which I was kind of surprised. But then when I thought about it, I think there's a reason why the division's not getting any, you know, any, any consideration. And that's because ghost recon's already out. Right. I think it's the same general. Yeah. I I just think people don't want to go jump on that game if they're already in ghost recon. And I think here's another, another wrinkle to that conversation is some people are also thinking again, you know, (laughs) Dan gets on me all the time. He says, it's going to be a drinking game. When I say people vote with their wallets all the time, (laughs) um, but people are thinking about Uplay Plus, you know, and why am I going to buy all these games if eventually they're going to be on Uplay Plus? So that's another wrinkle into this conversation. Yeah, the Uplay Plus situation um, haven't been addressed at all on this business call. Uh, our friend here, Tommy, has wrote an article as well on, on State of Source talking about uh, this, this article here. It's called uh, Ubisoft Dropping 5 AAA Titles Before April. So you guys can can go on check this article on stadiasearch.com. But um, the whole Uplay Plus thing is something people may be holding a little bit on Ubisoft games. So you just get Uplay Plus instead of buying. I ended up doing getting Trials Rising because it was too much of a deal to pass. Yeah, 10 bucks. Yeah. Even uh, like you spend more money, you spend ten bucks on other things that you didn't even realize. So uh, it was impossible to not to get to. And but I understand people who who likes to wait for you um, play plus. Okay, the next piece of news it's kind of an announcement, guys. So I think everyone at this point know about Status Super Saturday. Um, so next Saturday, our podcast is going to be live at 10 a.m. I uh, would like everyone to know that our podcast next week is going to have a slightly change on schedule. Chase is going to do a live stream earlier, right, Chase? Yeah, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, the uh, Saturday Morning Stadia Talk is actually already live right now. Um, you know, I'll go ahead and share the details um, sure. of you know, what I plan to do on that day. So I'll go ahead and share it here. Um, and then I plan to do the same thing in the next day or two over on my YouTube channel. So this will be kind of like a little bit of a spoiler, but um, so, you know, provided subject to change because times could change, you know, right now, this is what it looks like is going, it's going to be, but from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'll be doing a Saturday morning stadia talk hour one. Um, the, the goal and the plan is to have Dan and Duncan from stadia source on um, and any news from the week. Uh, we'll have just an open conversation about it. Hour two um, is basically what I do on most Saturday morning stadia talks. It's just an open conversation with the community. And I tell folks, bring your favorite breakfast item, your favorite snack. when We talk about it uh, during the live stream, but we also, it's a community collaborative conversation and it's, you know, it's, it's much as it is my space there. It's, it's the community space to foster an open dialogue. And um, I think it's going to be great. And I think it's going to be a great segue into our podcast. Um, and I just want to say this. Those of you that have not considered, you know, kind of clearing up your schedule on the 15th, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's going to be worth your time. I okay. can't share anything more than that, um, but I I'm just going to say that yet. you should absolutely make it out on the 15th. Okay, Duncan, if you're still here, um, please let me know if we can share more details. Um, yeah, I would just leave it where it's at for the moment. So they, because the thing is, is from the Stadia Source side of it, they're putting this together. So most of the official announcements, I know they've been coordinating it. But what I will say is, I'll just leave it at this: okay. it will be worth your time. You should absolutely make it out. You should come out and watch the content. And here's the thing: you don't have to be there for the whole 24 hours. Yes. If there's a specific block, 
think that you're going to be able to tune in for, come out and support the content creators. It isn't, look, this is a collective thing for everybody. We should be supporting everyone. And um, it's almost, here's the other thing. Someone said this in the community too. I think it was, um, it was Dan. I think Tommy may have said this as well, but it's like a love letter to Stadia. It's to say to Stadia, you know, thank you. Thank you for offering what you're offering. And I, I, I said this to uh, Eddie, I think you were in the live stream for the Saturday morning Stadia talk that yes. the one thing that I will say to Google and I gave them, you know, praise, they have reinvigorated me in gaming. They have reinvigorated me to play games because it's so easy to play them. It's so easy to pick up the controller, get in and play and not worry about all the things that make it normally a hassle with the downloads, the patches, a system update. Um, it just it's just the convenience. It just makes it so much more easy for me. And and if you have a family, you know, you'll understand this. You have limited time as it is. You can't be just every second matters. MM2K said that on our on our live stream today. Every second matters when it comes down to that. Okay, looks like my camera froze. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Um let me do something quick. Okay, I, I restarted, but anyway, in the meantime, let me give you the shine chase. And, um, but, um, guys, it's gonna be awesome. We're planning a schedule of 24 hours starting at 9 a.m. Uh, UK uh, GMT time. It's gonna be here on Eastern time, it's 4 a.m., but we're starting at 9 a.m. and we're gonna go the whole day. There is gonna be uh, Stadia content creators doing their thing and we praising not the community but also praising you as viewers and um, it's gonna be very very awesome day yeah and Victor Victor's comment here you know again we, we talk about this all the time but you press the Stadia button and the game's there I mean the uh, the system is there and you get into the game it's Again, it just makes things so much easier. And there's times that I can only play at 15-minute clips, you know, or 20-minute clips. You know, and I know, you know, one one uh, one thing that always happens is a lot of folks from my Discord, you know, will reach out and say, um, uh, I'm thinking of one in particular. I know Raven's always like, hey, man, if you've got a moment, let's play. You know, it, it's, it's sometimes I can't. And when I can play, it may be limited. It may be just a few minutes at a time. And that's what makes it so much better about this platform is it just makes it so easy and efficient to get into a game in a reasonable amount of time and you don't feel like you've wasted your time. Um, it, it's, 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 listen, I can't, I can't say it enough. And I think this is, you know, go back, going back real quick to the GeForce Now thing to this. This is what separates Stadia out from the pack. It's the convenience. It really is. It's the fact you buy the game and you're one click and you're in. You can't overstate, or I mean, you can't understate that fact. You can't. It just changes everything. The boot up times. I mean, look at Destiny 2, Eddie, right. when you go into wanting to go between uh, you know, worlds. It's like that. It's instant. You're almost right there, whereas on the console, it takes sometimes two, three minutes to move between you know, the, the fast travel to the other, other planet or the other world. It's just, it's it's a completely different experience. Um, and for those of you out there that haven't tried Stadia, look, we're not here to tell you that you should or that you have to or that you that you need to do it. But these are these are the facts that we have as far as our use cases. If it's something that might interest you, go check it out. Guys, um, 
I just want to make a comment here. Stefan mentioned about um, the schedule. As we said, it's not available yet. It's going to be available very soon. There's a special website for Stadia Super Saturday, the Valentine's uh, edition, uh, because it's going to be one day after Valentine's Day to the ones who celebrate that. But um, we already have a planned schedule. We're just fine-tuning, and we're going to be releasing. There's going to be a Grid 40 cars race again on that schedule, so the whole community who play Grids can join us playing um, the 40 cars game. Uh, there's going to be a Mortal Kombat tournament um, uh, over Club Stadia web channel, uh, YouTube channel. It's going to be a, a very awesome day, guys. Uh, I really can't w uh, wait. And just uh, Victor said here, just press S button on the Stadia controller. <laughs> I was talking about, yeah. And be ready to, to join us. Um, it's going to be a great day, and there really is something for everybody on that day. So, geez, um, I know we've spoke, uh, we, well, we covered all the news that we needed to talk today, and we briefly talked about during this week on um, what we could talk about during uh, the final round. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, but, let you, I'll let you roll with it, my friend. Okay, so, um, so uh, to everyone who listened to this podcast, um, we started a new segment uh, two weeks ago called The Final Round where we would discuss over uh, one topic for five minutes. Um, on, I think I will, we can skip this one this week because there's not a, like a huge topic that me and Chase disagrees. I guess every, uh, this week we agree that uh, on almost the nonsense that went over. So if we just scroll back here, looking at a few comments, I think it's worth that um, we can talk a little bit about some stuff. Um, you have I've anything? Yeah, sure. sure yeah, go ahead. so zero, zero games for me said, um, do you think the Crew 2 and, and uh, Destiny 2 will be full price? Um, crew might not be. It may be at a, for pro members, there may be some type of a discount. The division, something tells me that Ubisoft is going to be real hesitant on really discounting that game off the bat. It's not to say that it won't happen. A month down the line you know if they see that sales aren't going well but i i don't know that that one's going to have any adjustments in price um do you remember how much discount was ghost recon when they launched it it was 50 percent off right for pro yes i remember so, because you got um, the the platinum edition or something like that and I, it was too good too yeah good to pass yeah, I couldn't pass it up, man. Even, yeah, even I got the mid-tier. I remember getting the mid-tier as well, not uh, the full tier of the pricing, but uh, was too good of a deal to pass by. Yeah. Uh, Reneo mentioned here, how do you guys think that the PS5 is going to handle back uh, backward compatibility cloud subscription? It could be... It, that's a very good shout, but... Uh, because the PS now is available on the PS4, it has no reason why they cannot bring the PS now available on the PS5 with the library that it's currently available. But um, I'm not sure. Your See, thoughts, the thing Chief? is, the thing is, is PS. The reason I kind of made a face um, again for those of you who didn't see <laughs> on the podcast, uh, Theater of the Mind again. I, so PS now. I think already has some games that are not, I don't know if you know what I'm trying to say here, Eddie, they've got older games on there. I, I think 
the backwards compatibility piece, when people say that, they think about it from the disk perspective and then also from a digital download perspective. So I don't know that PS Now, I'm just trying to be real careful. I, I don't know that I would count that as being backwards compatible. I would count that as they're offering you a game that existed in a previous catalog on another console that you can play, but it's not backwards compatibility. Um, and even digital, you know, to be fair, digital download really isn't one either. You're just loading that game onto that console. Um, I know they'd have to tweak it, of course, that there'd have to be some tweaks to make it run efficiently. But I, when people say that, again, that's why I'm trying to like really think through that question. I think people really are saying, I've got digital copies of this game. Right. Can I into the PlayStation 5? That's what I think people mean by that. Uh, so I'm just trying to distinguish the two. That's all. Right. And um, yeah, well, we have seen this promise from Sony before saying that the PS3 would have backward compatibility with PS2 and then the PS4. So I'm not uh, confident that they will got it right this time. I may be wrong that maybe they're betting on that instead of betting on cloud gaming. And uh, that looks kind of easier to do than... Uh, increasing or improve their pipelines with PSNL. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you take the next one, my friend. Uh, Victor was mentioning here, I don't believe we will, we will get the Ubisoft titles next month. Um, I'm not sure, Victor. Now that we have seen the, the, the plans from Ubisoft and... I know, okay, we know we haven't heard anything from Google, but um, other than 120 games they are tracking to deliver in this year. So uh, I think they better start releasing those games, even now in February. Well, here's, here's where I'm going to push back on that. And I, I respect Victor's take on it. But the publisher, if they've made that announcement in their earnings call, that's their announcement. That's their projection. Right. They're the ones saying it's going to come out. So if that's the case, we got to take them at face value that it is unless they say otherwise. Now, the reason Stadium may have not announced is, again, that may come down to agreements. They may not be allowed to say anything yet until they reach a certain date and date. It may also be that the game hasn't fully passed certification. There's there's so many moving pieces in the background that play into why games don't get announced or don't actually get put up as a full announcement. And I, I really think that and you know I've been divergent on this one, Eddie, is I've not been as concerned about the games problem. I've always thought that games would come onto the platform mm -hmm. um, versus, again, not to get into the rabbit hole, and I'm not, I promise I'm not going down this this lane, but versus the communication and the other the other piece. So I just think they're two separate issues, and I think the games part of it, they will come. And I think the publisher, you know, they showed us their hand. They're, clearly their their game plan is these games will be on there by the end of March. So I would not take it any other way then that's what's going to happen okay yeah i just remember another piece of news that maybe we can uh, talk a little bit after but before uh, let's uh, tackle this comment from kevin kevin henderson was saying here um the negative native scene we uh, we <laughs> he said on the very first episodes of this podcast that both you and me we don't like this term negative latency <laughs> Yet, yeah, Tommy answered it really well. All it is, listen, and so people don't twist this, AI is not pressing buttons for you. All they're doing is they're rendering frames in the background 
and they have the frames ready. So if you press a certain button, it already moves forward with that action. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's got nothing to do with them playing the game for you. It's they're trying to be ahead of the curve in the way that the frames are projected so that when you press that button, they already kind of know what that action is going to potentially be. Um, so that if you press that button, then they render that frame. If you don't press that button, then they don't render that frame. So, so basically, straight, guys, think, straightforward. think that Google has so many data that they can do whatever they want with, um, they, they collected this data. So let's say they know that 90% of players who are on that specifically stage of a game would press to look left. So they will get the left already rendered. So when you press left, it was already there rendered for you. But the, the other piece of news that I have here, and I don't think any of us on the community talking about, was that then Hauser was leaving Rockstar Games. Have you seen this news, Chase? Yeah, yeah it's, that's a very interesting development. Um, and it, it, can, I, can, I you, had, can you tell to our listeners who Dan Hauser is uh, before? Well, he's the, and correct me if I'm wrong, Eddie, he's yeah. the, uh, he's the lead. He has been the lead over Rockstar for a very long time. I believe he was one of the, wasn't he one of the founders yes. as well? He and so, his brother, yes. Yeah, so that's a big shift that he left. Now, I would be very careful to read into that that means he's coming to Google, per right. se. Um, but, I mean, his expertise and the games that they've developed, he would be a big fit anywhere. I mean, he'd be a big fit at Google. Um, he'd be a big fit at Amazon. And we know from an article, and we, me and you were actually talking about this in the last few days, there was an article from back in January of 2019 that I think has been overshadowed because of all of the Google news. Mm -hmm. Amazon was putting out um, job app, you know, job hiring um, pieces for cloud gaming. That's how we know cloud gaming is coming in a very short amount of time from Amazon because they were making those business moves behind the scenes. So is this somebody that Amazon's going to try to court? Maybe. Is it somebody that Google's going to try to court? Maybe. Is it somebody that Microsoft might try to court? Absolutely, maybe. Um, and when I say absolutely, maybe, I'm just trying to reiterate <laughs> There's potential options on the table for this for this individual, so I wouldn't read one way or the other on it. But it is a pretty big shift, um, and it was kind of a lot of people were I think were taken back by surprise on that one of what's going on. Why is he yep. leaving? Especially because he's leaving and he has a side company together with uh, that works for Rockstar, but uh, he is one of the guys responsible for the biggest success franchise from rockstar being red dead redemption 2 and all of the other gta's he was one of the leads on, on those developments so um whatever he goes um the company who who takes him is gonna have a huge um winning on having you know his team i agree um Let's see here. Yeah, I was trying to go through further back into the chat to see if there's anything that we um, we missed that somebody was asking. Uh, X actually brought something up. He said, just read an article on Starlink from SpaceX potentially going public soon. Starlink and 5G internet is going to grow fast. Yeah, and both of those, both of those markets, because they're emerging markets, they're both going to have impacts on – it's not just gaming. Um, 
cloud gaming is going to be completely impacted by both of those things, but there's a lot of things that are going to be impacted. Autonomous vehicles are going to be impacted by that. Uh, productivity, logistics. I mean, there's so many different facets of the marketplace outside of the gaming sphere that those potential um, emerging companies are going to bring to the table. 5G, I think, is the biggest for cloud gaming. I'm still a little bit on the fence to see what's going to happen with satellite internet because it's too volatile. Um, and when I say volatile, consistency and speeds, there's a lot of environmental factors that come in with you know, rain and clouds and um, you also are dealing with space. You know, you've got, right. if there's a flare, you know, I mean, there's just so many different things that play into into that. That I'm a little bit more skeptical on. 5G, I'm not as skeptical on. Um, we're, we're, it's pretty much going to be the front runner, I think, for most internet options for folks when they see that there's no data caps, that it's faster than what they've got in the current moment, they're going to look at that as a potential option. And what is that also going to do in the States? It's going to drive these other physical broadband companies either up their data caps or change their pricing structures completely. Yeah, I I thought that 5G was kind of far away in terms of um, technology, like three to four years, but um, I think I'm wrong. I, I think it by next year we already will have um, probably an iPhone or a Google device phone already with 5G capabilities. Yeah, I think there's some devices now that have 5G um, already. Yeah, a Samsung device, yes. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is once they get the 5G implemented into the towers they've got different delivery methods with the bands of how they can actually project that out that's why you're seeing um like t-mobile for example they already are kind of doing a um a test with 5g you know home or i'm sorry that's 5g it's 4g lte home internet with the expectation that they will go to 5g and then verizon has a 5g internet service right now it's in limited cities but they have one and it does not have data caps. T-Mobile's internet service does not have data caps. And they, this is the thing with, with um, broad or uh, wireless broadband internet, they're going to have to stay away from data caps because of the amount of consumption that's going to happen. They have to, they have to go that route um, because if they start then charging folks on top of it, folks will just go back to the fixed broadband. Right. That's what's going to happen. So to be competitive, they're going to have to basically make sure that they do not do that. And, and I think that's a pretty safe bet at this point. Right, right. Um, we cut up to chat, my friend. And right on top of the hour. Congratulations to us. Man, that's a first. <laughs> I'm speaking to myself. I'm not speaking for you, Eddie. You're always timely. <laughs> no, I, I always try to get um, our listeners to the podcast, uh, having um, a time structure and uh, covering the news, I think uh, it's uh, everyone appreciates. But um, thanks again, everyone who, who listened to the podcast. Before we wrap up here, um, I'm going to wrap up and maybe we can see if we can hang out a little bit on chat. Uh, don't miss, oh, or before that, Stadia Source. Don't forget to visit stadiasource.com for number one source of Stadia news. And there are multiple articles dropping every day. Whenever we have something hot going on, I always see Duncan's uh, dance or Tommy's writing and getting everything ready. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a 
Okay, I, I cannot answer that, Tommy. I can answer that um, John Jones is going to beat. Um, yeah, he's going to beat. Oh, my God. I even forgot the name of the other guy. Oh, uh, Reyes, Reyes. Reyes, yeah. It's going to be John Jones all the way, although Jay's have a different opinion on that. And, guys, to wrap up here, remember next Saturday at starting at 4 a.m. Eastern Time or um, 9 a.m. UK Time. It's going to be Status Super Saturday. Don't forget to have the hashtag ready to post on Twitter. Just search on YouTube for Status Super Saturday. We're going to have a schedule being public very, very soon. And I can give you a glimpse of the website i think everyone has already looked at so um you can we'll be able to follow all of your creators and after that you have uh the the podcast is available from different creators as well on multiple platforms so everyone listening so with that thank you cheese it was a pleasure as always my friend uh, thanks everyone on the chat as well. And we're finishing this episode of This Week on Stadia. Thanks guys. Yep, you all take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>